0: If you look in other marketplaces, buying on social media is second nature, and we can see that Meta is incentivizing store owners and creating these Meta shops. There's, I'm seeing one thousand to three thousand dollar credits being set up for ads so that you can drive attention to your shop. This is digital marketing.
1: Hey, it's Mark Grass here, and I've got a question for you. What if you could legally get the emails of almost every person who visits your site? Seriously, what if you could safely and respectfully retarget your website visitors via email just by dropping a pixel onto your site? And he believes in his product so much that he's willing to do something a little crazy for digital marketer listeners. If you go through their easy 30-minute onboarding process and haven't 5X your investment within the first six months, they'll give you all of your money back. To take advantage of the offer, go to getemails.com slash digitalmarketer. That's getemails.com slash digitalmarketer. Welcome to the Digital Marker Podcast. Today, I have a very special guest. We have Lauren Petrullo, one of our newest faculty members for Digital Marker Academy. We actually just got out of shooting the e-commerce certification update, and she's probably tired at this point. How are you, Lauren? <laughs>
0: I'm doing great. Thank you, Mark. Not too tired. Not too tired. <laughs> you provided me with an ample number of marsh
1: snacks. It was Scotch Mallow's. Scotch Scotchmallows. Scotch Scotchmallows, your new favorite chocolate.
0: Absolutely. Yes.
1: If you do need a boost during a eight hour or 10 hour video shoot, we're going to recommend Scotch Models from now on. C sponsorship.
0: Absolutely. Uh,
1: so uh, you covered a ton of topics during the shoot, specifically if, if nobody knows where e-commerce certification is. Basically, we go through everything you need to know for launch your e-commerce store using a lot of the strategies that we have developed at Digital Marketer over 12 years of working with. 100,000 plus businesses. So, this latest update actually includes a huge new component, which is social selling.
0: Yeah. Which I do. Yes.
1: So, let's talk a little bit about that. What is uh, social selling using, you know, whatever platforms you recommend?
0: Sure. So, the idea of selling on social and using social commerce, the intersection of social media and commerce allows the end user who's active on social media platforms like Facebook and Instagram to buy in-app and never have to venture off of the platform to someone else's website that may or may not be optimized for their purchase.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. And it's less steps, right?
0: More conversational Mm. selling. Um, It's a chance for you to connect with other users that like those products, see user-generated content in a more native-friendly way. It's the word-of-mouth way of selling in a digital landscape
1: makes sense you know for me I, I did have a website development firm so i was always using shopify woocommerce and i'd always tell people when they asked about social selling like should i have an instagram store or a facebook store i'd be like no why would you give them more money when you get you get the data you get you know more money because you're not paying them for the sale And you have control over the content. That was always my argument. But (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna—I'll be the devil's advocate here. Why should people have a social store versus, or in addition to, a you know website?
0: I would definitely say it's in addition to because you need your website to be your source of catalog and your source of truth because all the transactions take place on the website, gated through the social media platform where your shop exists. But the reason why you want to expand your e-commerce site off of the .com and into the Instagram shop, the Facebook shop or whatever avenue that it's located is because you're meeting the consumer where they're shopping. Mm. When they're on Instagram and they're scrolling through see- their feed, looking at Coachella photos, they're admiring all these amazing conference costumes and they're like, oh, I'm ready to get that for next year. And so they're in this inspirational, aspirational feed scrolling and have the chance to just do one click and buy like they do on Amazon, but on Amazon, you have to know what you're looking for and you search, whereas on Instagram, you're constantly browsing and consuming content that you like.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Now, is it a ton more work? Because that was always my hesitation, even when I was running social media for people, it was like, I got to do another store, manage another catalog and so on and so forth.
0: The amount of work you can put in varies from five minutes to a full-time job. It's all how much resources and time you want to commit to it. We have a great resource sheet in the e-commerce cert that will really help you identify if it makes sense for you to invest five minutes or five hours or a, you know, five figure a year salary for someone who's looking to expand their shops. But at minimum, the five minutes of making sure that your catalog feed is set up for your shop and doing the set it and forget it method still yields dividends and the additional organic exposure you get. Like, Having some of your products recommended on your friend's birthdays, Mm -hmm. having products accessible for new users, even non-followers to add to their wish list or potentially buy. Now, I would recommend going closer to that five-hour range because we have seen time and time again with our clients where we invest less than four hours that have maximum impact, including some of our clients making over $50,000 a year in new sales from their Instagram
1: shops. That's awesome. Now, how does Instagram or Facebook or any of the other uh, kind of social platforms compared to, say, Amazon? Because, you know, that's always the debate where you have Amazon versus having a website yeah, or both or.
0: Yeah, well, Amazon is an environment that's continuously evolving in a way that's not as beneficial for the shop owner. Fees keep increasing. When you're on Amazon, you're paying for ads, you're paying on storage of your products, you're paying for fulfillment, you're paying for everything. In between, and your margins are often much smaller on your Amazon space. You talked about fees earlier. Yeah, for Meta shops, Facebook and Instagram, there is a five the percent fee that they get, which is waived till the end of the year for U.S. shops. But in its place, what you do get is data that is visible on Amazon. You don't know who your customers are unless you have a product insert or some sort of marketing strategy that gets them to connect with your brand directly. You get that with MetaShops because they're purchasing using your website. So you have that purchaser's data. Maybe they're subscribed, maybe not. It depends on how they've set up their checkout process. But you also get to see first-party data that belongs to Meta that you can optimize in your ads moving forward. Yes, you can use Amazon data to optimize your ads for the purchase, but you don't have as much pre-purchase data that you can use or opportunities to cross-sell and upsell. It's just a much more mature social media commerce experience. While right now, Amazon specifically is dominating in the number of transactions and conversion value in the West. But if you compare how much time people are spending on social media and staying in platform, it dwarfs in comparison to Amazon. So it's more of a holistic, cohesive, let me see what I'm looking to buy versus I'm going to go in, go out. It's like going to the store, like, you know, dear wife, if she loves Target, You're like, all right. I'm staying in the car. I'm not turning the car off. You must go in and out of Target because Target's a dangerous place to shop Mm -hmm. for a lot of moms. Instagram is a dangerous place to browse. Yeah,
1: that that makes total sense because I think that now I get ads on Instagram and TikTok and a few other platforms where I'm like, I don't know how you know I want this (laughs) (laughs) or that I've bought it before, but this is great. And I don't. I'm not even because that you know so many people get offended by the ads. Like, how dare you pitch me on this thing that I might want? And you're like, you know. But I've opted into everything because I'm a marketer.
0: (laughs) Fair. It's like in that 5% of people in the post iOS apocalypse world that did opt in were all marketers trying to advocate, please opt in. in."
1: (laughs) But I mean, it's it's interesting because you're right, where it's like, yeah, when I want, want something to buy, like I'm like, oh, I need some new t shirts. Like, yeah, I'll go to Amazon and get the cheapest black shirts I can because that's what I wear. And I wouldn't do that necessarily if I'm just browsing on social media and be like, I need black t-shirts right now. But if I saw the ads, which somehow target me all the time, then I will instantly go into the the shop.
0: Well, it's a difference of interrupted versus inbound marketing. Mm -hmm. When you're going to Amazon, you're inbounding directly to what you want to buy and you're interrupting your experience and being inspired on social media. And you know, it's not even just direct user behavior when someone's like, How did you know I wanted to buy this plant? Maybe you've liked four or five of your friends on Instagram photos that feature a plant very similar to the one that you're getting in ad. So it's not the obvious stuff. There's data that's being collected in so many more ways than most people think. And so when they're like, is my phone listening to me? It's like, no all the actions you're doing on your phone are sending triggers yeah. to the various algorithms.
1: To everything. Everything. Yeah. Well, so I think, you know, the social stores though, you know, specifically for a lot of vendors because uh, old vendors who may have been doing e-commerce for the last 10 years are still super hesitant about getting on the social because it's, I think it's a management thing. Sure. So what would you recommend to these businesses where you say like, Hey, it's worth the investment because of X, Y, and Z.
0: Sure. Well, I mean, we have case studies. Uh, For brands that were doing less than $10,000 a month in sales on their Shopify store, they already had the set it and forget it connection. They never optimized the shop, but we spent, you know, a couple of hours optimizing the shop. And we saw more traffic over the weekend from launching the optimized shop from like on their website than they had seen in the previous 30 days combined. For another brand, you know, they have, you know, 30,000 followers. They were a brand that got $1,300 in sales within three weeks of launching it. Another client of ours, they were doing, you know, like $1,500 a month on their Shopify store. We had $150 sale within 24 hours of launching their
1: shop. So, well, and I like the intersection because everybody knows they need to do social media marketing. But mm-hmm. it's like for some reason, like that step of buying on the social media platform is still kind of lost.
0: It's not super popularized in the West. If you look in other marketplaces, buying on social media is second nature. And we can see that Meta is incentivizing store owners and creating these Meta shops. I'm seeing $1,000 to $3,000 credits being set up for ads so that you can drive attention to your shop. Mm -hmm. So while that consumer and user behavior in the West and in the United States isn't well adopted yet, It's so obviously coming and predictable because it's happening in so many other marketplaces around the world.
1: Now, one of the things we did talk about that was actually the most interesting to me was kind of the future of of e-commerce and the future of the platforms. Cause a lot of people think like, you know, actually most people don't think about what's going to happen in five years, but we do because we're going to be around. But where do you think it's going? Like if you say like, okay, social stores are a thing, like yeah. people use them, people buy through them. And now you have meta developing some interesting things. Like where, where do you see the future? Well,
0: I like looking at the future of e-commerce in two ways. Following the money of these big tech brands, where are they investing? Because wherever they're investing is going to shape how we interact and engage with our various phones and devices. And then two, looking back at e-commerce forward Region. So if you look at how China and Japan and even Korea have been engaging with e commerce for years, in the US, we are massively behind. So, <laughs> with the advancement of TikTok, TikTok is just a recreated app that has been successful for years in China. And as I understand, everything that has been trending is following the same cycle of what was trending years ago in China. So, in order to look future for five years from now, I look at where are people investing in their money today? Like, Zuckerberg's company, having over 10,000 full-time dedicated employees to Oculus. That's a significant investment. So, of course, at our team, we have someone whose 25% of their job is invested in exploring opportunities within metaverse more brands. But then also looking back at what were China and other e-commerce brands in Asia doing five years ago that are now being prevalent so that we can anticipate moving forward.
1: That's amazing. Now, why do you think we're so behind? <laughs> like everybody likes to think like, oh, we're so advanced, but like, if you, yeah. even like 5G, you know, adoption mm-hmm. and, and other tech adoption, like we're actually not.
0: <laughs> oh, that's a loaded question. Why are we so far behind? I mean, I think there's just more pressing issues and mm-hmm. like our socialization hasn't forced us to be more global. I think how economies in the East have just massively grown in the United States, we've kind of rested on our role. laurels. Mm-hmm. And when there's forced innovation, there's faster adoption. I mean, if you just look at even just internet adoption in Africa, and there's different places after some massive continent, but there are many areas in Africa that just skipped the dial-up phase. They went straight to fiber optic internet. So they didn't have to go through the steps Uh that we went through. And so I think seeing what these other locations and these other regions have been doing, we'll be able to make a few jumps now that they had suffered through. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of it is just as a country, we have been comfortable. Mm.
1: No, I think that's a good way to put it. I mean, everything has been nice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I was like, why would I change anything? And I think that's a big hesitation or fear, even with digital marketing. Like, I think I wrote a whole article about like, here's the one reason why you haven't done digital marketing yet. And it is, you're scared. It's new. New is different and difficult, and you're not going to be comfortable, and you might suck at it for a while. But you have to do it, otherwise you're going to be stuck in this hole of.
0: Or you were shut down during the pandemic. Yeah, there were hundreds of thousands of stores that had to get online, or they would not have made it through. And so there was a quick jump into that type of adoption, and I think we've now stretched that comfort level where we'll start to see a mitigation of our difference of technology advancement, especially in the e-commerce space compared to other countries abroad.
1: That's super interesting. Well, I think you added just a huge component to the certification, I I think, and it wasn't, what's funny is about the CERC is we're, you know, we're always trying to, to update, you know, this is our latest update, but we want to bring in the most current things. And it's Mm -hmm. like, I did not even like, even though I've done this for years, like that wasn't even a consideration until it was like, I talked to you, I think on the last podcast, Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, social stores what's that about? <laughs> so when did, when did you start just personally, you, you know, the development of these systems yeah. and, and using them for clients? It was, it
0: was actually right before traffic and conversion blast year. Huh. So right around that time, we had clients that were looking to expand different opportunities. Oh, we want to do Walmart or we want to do expand more on Amazon or we want to do Pinterest marketing or whatever shiny object syndrome was on their way. And so while We may not have had the team members that were trained on advertising in those channels. The organic research was there where it was minimal financial investment on their side versus, oh yeah, let's try this new advertising channel. So we took it upon ourselves and just hit successful case study after successful case study after successful case study, and then found ourselves in a party of one talking about the impact of optimizing your social shop.
2: and optimization for you too. So if you feel stuck when it comes to optimizing your website, go and visit conversionfanatics.com and they'll give you a list of custom suggestions to optimize your site 100% free. Once again, you can find them at conversionfanatics.com.
1: Well, good job. And if anybody wants to hear all this, the e-commerce cert we're actually coming out with it late May, early June. So by the time this is coming out, it might be out. And your content's definitely going to be out because we spent (laughs) ten hours a day shooting stuff. And so thank you so much for coming on. I think you know your methodologies and just your your vision for the future of e-commerce is is huge. So thank you for that, and thank you for being a faculty member.
0: Absolutely, I had a blast, and I'm really excited for when we get to update this content more and then talk about storefronts metaverse. And oh oh, man, this is an ever evolving area. And even like I said, just last week, the adoption of user generated content as accessible product images and videos for your social shop, that's brand new. So, you know, this is gonna forever continue to evolve because Meta can see the opportunity and that's what I'm chasing.
1: That's all. Well, yeah, you're chasing the trillion dollar company that's yeah. <laughs> pushing everything. I was like, oh, that's a safe bet. Where can people learn more about you and what you do?
0: My company is mongoosemedia.us, and I'm happy to connect with anyone on LinkedIn. That's Lauren E. Petrulo, as in Elizabeth, or, of course, using that same Lauren E. Petrulo on any socials that you have shops on.
1: Are you competing with another Lauren? Lauren Petrullo. Oh, my gosh. Yes, yes. <laughs> I was going to say like that. E is, you emphasize <laughs> that.
0: Petrullo uh, is my husband's name. And so when we got married and I was seeking out the domain, there is a medical doctor for monkeys in the United States.
1: It's well published. Has Lauren Petrullo
0: <laughs> on all of her social channels. So if you're listening to this, you beat
1: You beat the marketer that's advancing e-commerce for everyone. Well, thank you so much again for coming on. Everyone, check out digitalmarketer.com for certain info. And uh, we'll be doing a promo in June. Mm. So stay tuned for that.
0: Thanks, everyone. Bye. This is Digital Marketer.